I, I just want to say this because I have an intense story and some people would, would potentially hear this, what I'm about to share and say, you know, it does, it doesn't make sense that this guy is living this, this, this life that he's living now based on his story. So I just want to preface by saying what happens in the past doesn't have to determine the present or the future. And I'm a living, breathing example of that. Just, just so many of us live in the past and so many of us always think back. Oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking back, you know, and, and you shouldn't think back. <laughs> you should think right now. That's good. And uh, because everything in life that happens, happens right now, not yesterday, not tomorrow. Everything that happens, everything that happens, happens right now. And if you're not there for it because you're so concerned about what happened yesterday or what, what's going to happen tomorrow, you'll, you'll miss it. Welcome back to another great episode of the AIM podcast, episode 58 with entrepreneur, health and fitness enthusiast, and just overall amazing guy, Michael Chernow. This is such an amazing conversation. We sit down and we really unpack Michael's story. We talk about his upbringing, all the adversity that he battled as a child, and how that ultimately led to where he is now. Michael gives incredible insight on how to grow a business, and also just how to treat people the right way with energy, hard work, and consistency. You guys are going to love this conversation, so we're going to jump right in. Without further ado, Michael Chernow. Michael, thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. I'm stoked to be here, man. I've, I've been looking forward to it all day. Dude, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your podcast, so we can go ahead and clear the air and let you plug that because people definitely have to listen to it, but I really appreciate you jumping on ours too. Thanks, man. Uh, Creatures of Habit podcast has been, uh, we're at, we're at uh, the seventh episode. I transitioned from uh, an older podcast that I was doing called Born or Made, where we did a little over 100 episodes. And when I launched Creatures of Habit, I thought it just made sense to align all the initiatives into Creatures. And so, yeah, we've got some great guests. And so it's a cool, it's a cool topic that we're discussing. And um, yeah, man, I'm stoked about it. Let's go. So how long have you been doing pot? How long have you been podcasting in general prior to the one you're doing before? I guess I started uh, the uh, the Born and Made podcast in 2019, and I was doing everything live, and I had a six studio in the city, uh, New York City. And then, as we all know, it got it got ugly pretty quickly, and all sort of in person stuff came to a screeching halt. I had to figure out what I was going to do, and then you know, it was actually, to be honest with you, I mean, it's been easier to get get the podcast guests that I've wanted on uh doing it virtually even though the content isn't as strong um the ability to connect with great people um has been made easier uh specifically geographically 100 percent. yeah i can relate to that we've you know even the fact that we're able to connect and do this and um is amazing but i am coming up to to visit you man we're going to get in some crazy workouts and I'm, I'm gonna push you and see see what you're made of oh dude you got the wrong guy man <laughs> 
I know. No, I'm just guy. messing with. So what, what's the workout today, man? What have, what have you done today? I know you get it in. Actually, you know what? Today is was a, a day that I decided to listen to my body and take off. Um, I trained Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty hard. Um, and then today I decided to take off. Yesterday's workout, however, was an absolute beast. Um, and it was a heavy leg day. And then I finished that leg day with 40 seconds on. 20 40 seconds off 20 seconds on uh on the assault bike uh 10 minutes of intervals 12 cows in 20 seconds brutal that is brutal so how would you describe your overall style of training like what do you how would you describe yourself in the fitness world the last three years i've been really focused on strength training weight training resistance training and I've been competing in body men's physique bodybuilding competitions. So I really have taken the last three years to, to immerse myself in learning about the human anatomy, really, really learning about dialing and nutrition. Um, and then prior to the last three years, I competed in a number of different sports. Um, but the, the, the main the main thing that I did for for years was uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. So I fell in love with with Muay Thai. That was the first you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into my backstory, but the first sport that that saved my life really was Muay Thai. And uh, a couple of guys threw me into a Muay Thai gym and I fell in love with it and became obsessed with it and really focused all of my time uh, in, in my physical my physical time really on, on Muay Thai. Then I got into endurance, endurance running, long distance running because conditioning is a big part of Muay Thai. So I always had to run for Muay Thai. And then I felt, you know, became passionate about longer distance running and, um, and that destroyed me. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after the, my last marathon in 2018, uh, a team member, you know, said, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, bodybuilding? And I was like, bodybuilding like i'm 155 pounds like i don't know what are you talking about bodybuilding and she was a com uh, competitive bikini um bodybuilder and she said you should try it and so i said you know what i'm gonna do that and that night i like did some research and hired a coach and sent me on my way and i and i fell in love with moving the moving the weight around so yeah that's incredible i i love that because i think Personally, I can I can relate to that in a way that, you know, I my background is in basketball, like prior to last May, I all I did was train for performance to, you know, better myself on the court. Then when I got done, I wanted to bodybuild first and then I ran a marathon in December and then I got into CrossFit a little bit. So I've been experiencing all these different types of fitness. And the beautiful thing about it is one, it's all good for you. It's all healthy, but there's so many different elements to each type of fitness and I think it's so cool when you talk to someone who's so well-rounded and has kind of had that experience in each sector and just kind of knows what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, it's just about getting better and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable and trying new things, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I also think that, you know, once an athlete, kind of always an athlete, um, and not everybody's an athlete, and that's okay, right? Not everybody's an athlete, though. And so when I was a young kid, sports were really my way of, uh, that was like my first real love um escaping into sports and um i really became obsessed with hockey and i played a lot of hockey when i was a kid wrote first street hockey with you know just running then then roller hockey and then uh, i was able to convince my my parents to 
let me play ice hockey and they got, you know, we, I got a scholarship and I was able to play it at, at, uh, on a travel team. And it was, it was awesome. So I've always had this, this passion for sports. It's really been, it's, it's, it's sort of been the, the compass of my life. That's incredible. Yeah. I love it, man. Like there's, there's so many cool things that you have going on in the current moment. Creatures of habit is an amazing brand that we're really going to dive into here in a moment. But before we do that, I think it would be helpful to kind of set some context of a little bit of your story, your upbringing, and kind of how you even got on the path you are now. I think that would be super helpful. And I think you and I have a lot in common, even from that first phone call, um, which I'm excited to kind of use this platform to help people and share it. So yeah, just kind of start where you think is appropriate, but I'd love to hear kind of what led up to this moment. My story is my, um, you know, my story does not dictate my, my current life. And, and I think a lot of people, I, I just want to say this because I have an intense story and some people would, would potentially hear this, what I'm about to share and say, you know, it does, it doesn't make sense that this guy is living this, this, this life that he's living now based on his story. So I just want to preface by saying what happens in the past doesn't have to determine the present or the future. And I'm a living, breathing example of that. Just, just so many of us live in the past and so many of us always think back oh i'm just i'm just thinking back you know and and you shouldn't think back <laughs> you should think right now that's good and uh because everything in life that happens happens right now not yesterday not tomorrow everything that happens everything that happens happens right now and if you're not there for it because you're so concerned about what happened yesterday or what, what's going to happen tomorrow you'll, you'll miss it. Mm. So that's good. Um, I grew up in New York city. I grew up in a pretty rough, uh, household. My father was, uh, you know, electrician, uh, trades, hardcore New York city, Russian, Italian, <laughs> tough guy. Um, very, very difficult, incredibly abusive. And he and I never had a great relationship. Unfortunately, I had a mother who was a secretary who loved me dearly, but was also abused by my dad. My dad was an abusive dude. And so we kind of like, we lived in this fearful state at our house. Um, we lived in a small apartment, my mother, my sister, my father, and I, and it was just, it wasn't awesome. And, uh, and, I, and I don't blame them. You know, I really don't. I think my parents did what they could do. And um, I know that my both of my parents, my mother still loves me, my father's passed away. I know that he did love me. He just didn't know how to be a dad. And uh, he shouldn't have been a father. But it was hard for me. It was very, very difficult. And I had a lot of trouble, um, you know, being a kid. I really don't think I had much of a childhood because I was looking for ways to run constantly. And so I slept out of my parents' house as much as I could. And I got into sports. And so I dove into sports. But ultimately, when I was like 12, 13 years old, I, I, I replaced sports with partying. And I got a 
10 year stretch of absolute debauchery, destruction, self-hatred, misery, alcohol and drug addiction. When I was 23, you know, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 15. I was just, I was a real, real like crazy New York city kid. Wow. And, uh, when I was 23 years old, I sort of had enough. I was either going to die and I kind of, kind of made like a, uh, an agreement with myself and said, you know, you, you can't live like this anymore. You've already died and, and, and been revived. You've got to figure out what, what's going to happen or kill yourself. Like that was like that, that was the conversation I was having with myself. And luckily I reached out to the right person. She introduced me to someone who really saved my life. Um, and, uh, and, and these two guys, you know, who were sober came to meet with me. They dragged me off the street. They pulled me into a Muay Thai kickboxing gym and they said, we're going to teach you how to live. And we're going to start here. And we're going to kick your fucking ass. And we're going to teach you about discipline and commitment and honesty and integrity and how to get back up because you've been on the ground for years. And we're going to teach you how to get back up and teach you how to love yourself. We're going to give you a fitness plan. We're going to give you a nutrition plan and you're going to get sober and you're going to join our awesome life of uh, wellness. (laughs) And I just didn't know at that point I was desperate. I, I knew nothing from wellness and eating healthy and uh, fit, you know, that kind of fitness, you know, I knew about how to play team sports, but I'd never know, never knew how to play a, a, a real sport of discipline and, and uh, maturity. I didn't know any of it. And so I listened to them. I did what they told me to do. They said, you're going to wake up as early as you can, as early as you can. You're going to do push-ups in the morning. You're going to have a big, huge bowl of oatmeal first thing. Then you're going to go to an AA meeting. And after that meeting, you're going to come right down to the gym and you're going to train with us. And we're going to teach you how to get back up. And you're going to train here for as long as you can. And then you're going to have some food. You're going to have chicken and broccoli, grilled chicken and broccoli. You're going to go home. You're going to take a nap. And I worked at night because I was working in restaurants. Uh, and then you're going to go to work. And then at around 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, you're going to bring your lunch with you're going to bring your dinner with you, or you're going to ask the kitchen if they can make you dinner and you're going to have chicken and broccoli. And that's all, that's all we're going to tell you. That's exactly what you're going to do every single day. And uh, we promise you'll live the best life ever if you listen to us. And that's what I did. <laughs> I began this journey of, um, understanding what it meant to be a man and not a little boy and running towards fear, not away from it. Fitness Muay Thai specifically was how I poured the foundation for my life. I learned everything there and the community of people that I was surrounded with were also as passionate about it as I was. I I really spent years and years killing myself and what what it boiled down to was my habits were killing me and now my habits are making me and so uh and then we'll get into creatures of habit but you know i i i you know cleaned up pretty quickly you know after 10 years of going really really hard i stopped drinking stopped doing drugs did exactly what they told me 
I, I took, I lost about 20 pounds, like within a couple of months. Um, I felt much better. I looked much better. I started to have some confidence. I, uh, I said, I'm going to go back to school. I met, I met my now wife of, you know, Don and I've been married 15 years. We're together 17 years. You know, I was 23 when I got sober. So I was still a young guy. I uh, went back to school. I actually went to culinary school. I got a degree in culinary arts and restaurant management. Graduated that when I was 26. Started building the plan for my first business when I was 27. Opened up my first business when I was 28 called The Meatball Shop in New York City. It's a restaurant. Opened up to insane success. Raised a bunch of money. Opened up five more of those over the next three and a half years. Uh, fitness the whole way through wellness, the whole way through was the cornerstone of my happiness and my ability to stay grounded in my sobriety and in my, my, uh, my business life and my, and my marriage. I really do. owe I owe everything to my sobriety, but I also wouldn't be anywhere close to as happy as I am today. Had it not been for my commitment to fitness and nutrition, forget the business stuff, really like my commitment to business and nutrition and sobriety gave me the opportunity to have an amazing relationship with my wife where I wasn't thinking about myself all the time. I was thinking about her. And when I was not sober, I was only thinking about myself. Um, and so anyway, opened up the meatball shop. Five, I found out throughout that three and a half, four year process. I really love creating brands. So I said to my business partners, hey, you guys want to open up in New Jersey and Connecticut and Long Island? I'm not really interested in doing that. How about I sell you guys a bunch of my equity? I can zoom out, take a seat on the board and launch another business because that's really what I love doing. And so it took us a year to figure it out. They bought a bunch of my equity. I uh, zoomed out launched a second business called Seymour's with sustainable seafood concept. I did that in 2015. That one, super successful. Knock on wood, it's still super successful. Both of those businesses are still super successful, even through the pandemic. Uh, I opened up five more of those and I did the exact same thing. I, I took on a partner who knew he was going to take the reins after about five, six restaurants. Um, and uh, about four years in, sold them a bunch of my equity, which was 2019, November 2019. And my plan was to launch Creatures of Habit as a restaurant. Creatures of Habit is a lifestyle and wellness brand um, that I was going to launch as a restaurant. And I was going to use the restaurant as an incubator to create consumer packaged goods. And um, I found the most amazing restaurant, was about to sign the deal and late February, 2020, and then boom, pandemic. Um, and uh, I had to completely rethink my career, right? So I took my wife and my kids and I, we had a house about two hours north of the city. I, I decided that we were gonna pack up some stuff because the pandemic was getting a little hairy and go and, and stay at our house upstate and try to figure out what we you know, what was what was to be in the world. And we did that. And I took about three months at the house upstate. I hired an executive coach and, and um, came to the conclusion that I don't need to be in the restaurant business. I can launch a business in any industry because I love creating and I love building and I love people. And I, I, I think my, you know, my entrepreneurial superpower is really connecting with human beings, making people happy. 
listening to what other people have to say and adding a little bit of my juju to it and and making people stoked and, and, and offering experiences and products that people like. And so I launched Creatures of Habit as a, as a, as a wellness CPG company. And I was on a run. Uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to launch the brand with. And, you know, everything that I've done in my career so far has been authentic. You know, I launched the meatball shop because I worked in an Italian restaurant for eight years and all I ate was, was the meatballs and tomato sauce with broccoli and spinach. That was my family. That was my meal, like three, four nights a week, a bowl of meatballs, broccoli and spinach. And I took that meal and came up with a restaurant around it. And, and that's the meatball shop. I grew up fishing on, on the weekends. I, I'm passionate fisherman. Um, when I was a young kid and, and to this day, and I wanted to put a highlight on the fish that I grew up catching, um, because I never saw them on menus. And I found out through my research that the fish that I grew up catching in and around New York were totally underutilized, incredibly sustainable, and just never got marketed properly, but super delicious. And so I opened up the sustainable seafood restaurant based around that story. Creatures of Habit, I was on a run. I was thinking about what I was going to do. The first thing that came to mind for me was oatmeal. The first thing that those guys told me to eat when I was getting my shit together and, and you know, finally open, you know, starting a, a new life was oatmeal. And uh, I've been eating oatmeal every single day for the last, whatever, 17 plus years. And I said, it sounds crazy, Mike but you got to do the most epic oatmeal on the planet. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to be able to provide this meal that you've been nourishing your body with as your first meal of the day for 17 years. You are in the best shape of your life. You've been in, a, in really great shape for years. You're healthy. You need to bring this to the, to the masses. And so that began a year long journey on creating creatures of habit, the protagonist, which is what the, the oatmeal product is called. It's not just oatmeal. It's, uh, it's, it's gluten-free oats, plant-based protein powder, 30 grams of protein, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D3, probiotic, digestive enzymes, pink Himalayan salt. It's made four different ways. You can make it in a smoothie. You can make it overnight. You can make it by adding hot water or coffee. That's my favorite way to do it. Uh, or you can throw it in a microwave. And so I came up with this idea and I said, you know, I want to do, I want to do this oat brand, but I really want to make it this all encompassing lifestyle brand. So I designed a really cool line of apparel to launch with it. And I got Gary Vaynerchuk to get excited about it. And then he brought on a bunch of his, his uh, friends and, and I raised money and opened it in August of 2021 and knock on wood, man, we're kicking ass. And that's my story, dude. You got it. You have an unbelievable story. No, I really do appreciate you sharing it. And that's, I mean, there's, there's so many things that we could take away from that. Um, I, my first question is kind of just after hearing that incredible story, do you think that the stuff you went through as a child, I know it made an impact. In what ways do you think it shaped how you turned out? And I know you went through that stretch where you struggled and, you know, that was a tough time, but do you think that set some type of something deep down that, that truly shaped who you are now? You know, I honestly believe that I was born a creator, someone wanting to, to, to make, do, and create. I really do, like as early as I can remember. You know, I wasn't the kid that would just collect a bunch of toys and like throw them in the corner of my, my room like my kids do. <laughs> if I had toys, 
even at five and six years old, if I had toys that I didn't want anymore, I would ask my older sister to come down stairs with me because we lived in a building in Manhattan. I would, I, she would come downstairs with me. I would throw a sheet down. This is in the summertime. I would throw a sheet down on the, on the sidewalk and I'd lay all my toys out nicely and I'd sell them for a dollar on the street. I would go into like the comic book store, Alex's MVP with the money that I'd make from that. And I would buy, this is like how crazy my mind works. I, I would this. go in there. They had these $5 grab bag comic, comic, like manila envelopes. And so I would go in there, I would buy the $5 grab bags and see if I got anything good in there. And if I didn't, I would stand outside of Alex's MVP and sell comics to the people walking in and out. So I would always come up on my money. And, um, and so I've always been that way. You know, I always had a job as soon as, as early as I can work, I, I, I got, I, I was, I was, you know, delivering videos at 12, delivering vegan food at 13. And then, you know, I've, I've from 13 to this very single day that you see me here, I've been working um, legitimate and illegitimate, <laughs> illegitimate in the years where I was a mess and legitimate, you know, oh, but actually all throughout those years, I always had a job in nightlife, restaurant, nightclub, bar, something like that. So I always did keep a legit job. Um, but, you know, there were some years there where I was an entrepreneur in the wrong arena. Um, and so I, I do think that those tough years, I, I, I wouldn't change anything about my story. I don't regret anything yet. I really don't. Uh, and I wouldn't change anything. I wish I, I wish my father was alive today to see the man that I've turned into. Mm. He visits me in my dreams, which is nice. And we have a much better relationship now. Uh, and I believe that actually he does. Um, and we have conversations, which is kind of wild, but uh, like I'll wake up hysterically crying in the middle of the night and I'll wake up my wife and I'll say, she was like, what's the matter? I think I just, you know, hung out with my dad. Um, so I don't think that I really do believe that I was born to do what I do today. I think I was born with this thing. I've always wanted to make people happy. I've always had a way with people, even when I was a little kid, you know. You know. That's, that's good. I mean, I love talking to entrepreneurs because it's interesting just to see that they think differently. Like that's, that's an easy way to put it. You know, there's a different type of thought process that goes through your mind when you're wanting to be in that position. And a lot of times, you know, in my life where I've looked back and I've tried to analyze and depict, you know, where, where my, my entrepreneurial, you know, mindset has come from a lot of it for me has been exposure, you know, to other people, to mentors, the different people that I've seen be successful and go their kind of own way. Like, did you have any of that kind of impact growing up or influence? From, from someone that just kind of showed you a different way of life that's not necessarily aligned with the societal norm? I, I, I not until, you know, I mean, yes, there were other older kids that I looked up to as a young kid that were certainly not teaching me the great things. They were, they were teaching me things, but they weren't good, but I did learn a lot. Um, 
I mean, I learned a lot. I learned how to hustle as you know, coming up, I really did. You know, I, um, I learned how to hustle and I, and I learned that what you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm, that's good. And all it takes is all you got. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think it's true. And I think, you know, the big things that boils down to what you hit on your work ethic has to be second to none. Like people can never take that away from you, no matter what you've done or your past or, you know, your status, like your work, everyone can work hard. That's a choice. You wake up, you've got an ability to work hard. And I think the other big piece is like something you've done is finding ways to bring people value, you know, whether that be making them happy, creating a, a business or service, a product that can, you know, and make an impact. I think the combination there is a, a really cool way to find success in life. Yeah, I, I, I really do. And I think it probably came from years of, of, of being a bartender. You know, when I'm when you're a bartender, the only way to make money is if you listen to the customers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to listen to the guests. And you got to create an experience that they're never going to forget. Like that is, you know, really the, the, the trick. You've got to shut up, listen to them, and then hear what they're saying and create an experience that they're never going to forget because you want them to come back. I also learned in those days that everybody's favorite word is their own name. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that I teach my sons every night, we have nine things that we say, uh, both my kids, we, I say, all right, all right, boys, give me the nine things. And the nine things are protect your brother. Ladies always go first. Squeeze in eyes, which means when you give a handshake, you give a firm handshake and you look in the eyes. Uh, remember people's names. When you walk across the street, look right. When you walk across the street, look left. Um, what, are the, what are the other ones? I love you. And oh, when you, when you use the bathroom, lift up the toilet seat. And when you're done, put the toilet seat back down. <laughs> Those are the nine things that I, that if my kids take nothing else from me, <laughs> those nine things, actually a good portion of those were passed down from my father will, will help shape the man you are or the woman you are. You know, I, uh, my dad, though we had a terrible relationship and it wasn't fun. He really did help shape the person I am by a few simple values that I have ingrained in my in my head i love that yeah i think it's amazing i think breaking it down like that makes a lot of sense you know i i view you as is an incredible you know entrepreneur someone that's been very successful but i think one element is is one like you mentioned your, your ability to connect with people your ability to, to bring people value to make people happy in that way and, and that's a that's a really awesome skill that not a lot of people have what what would you say are some tactical ways advice you could give someone you know if they're looking to strengthen their network you know build relationships or even just find ways to make people you know better what, what would you tell them well one of the most important components in my opinion is the way you enter a room and today it's maybe not a room it's it's a zoom chat a smile is going to go I mean, I know that it's a cliche, a smile goes a long way. It's real. It's very real. It is um, not only something that I do. The first thing I do 
every single day. The first, very first thing when I know that I'm awake is I pull back my, my sleep mask. I look up at the ceiling. I thank God for allowing me to have another day alive. I smile from ear to ear like this. And I hold it for 15 seconds. And I list out the things that make me most grat uh, my, my gratitude list really. And, and, wow. and, and, and the first thing that pops into my head is myself, my sons to my right and my wife across the table from me at our breakfast nook. That's always the first thing that I think about first thing in the morning. And it, it, it immediately helps me combat anxiety and stress that a lot of people wake up with. So I, I, I use that smile as sort of a cue for me to, to know that optimism and positivity are going to save my life. They have, and they will continue to save my life along with God. Mm. And I carry that with me throughout the day. So I start my day like that. And, and I, and that is just a reminder for me that when I walk into a room, if I'm smiling, the energy that I bring there is going to be valuable 100 if i walk into a room and i'm like this i am sucking energy out of that space because i'm now people are now saying oh is that guy is that guy pissed is he angry is he but when you walk in with a smile everybody just knows you're 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 happy to be here there's no thought there's no you're not making anybody feel uncomfortable boom you walk in smile right as a business owner, it was very, very important to me, and it still is, even though my team is a lot smaller now than it was when I was you know, running a bunch of restaurants. It was very, very important to me to make sure that before I even looked in the direction of a guest, when I entered the, the restaurant, I made sure to walk up to every single staff member look them in the eye, give them a high five and say, thank you. How, you know, like really address them. How's your day going? What's going on? Hi. Every single one. So I'd make my way around the upstairs and then I'd walk down to the basement. I'd make my way around downstairs. And then, and only then did I put my bag down to go upstairs, check on the restaurant, connect with some of the guests. And similarly, when I would leave the restaurant, I made sure to say goodbye and thank you to every single person that worked in that, that that's working in that restaurant. It took me all of about, I don't know, eight minutes, both times. So 16 minutes, game changer, game changer, just completely changes the game. Another great way to network is you could be the weird, awkward person at an event that doesn't want to say hello to anybody because you're insecure about breaking the ice with someone. But what you have to know is that they are too. They are too. So you're both scared or, 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 or insecure. However, when you break the ease by just walking over to somebody and saying, Hey, what's going on? I'm Michael. You might feel like an idiot, but I got a piece of advice when I was, uh, you know, 
probably 32, 33, by one of the most prominent restaurateurs in New York City. I was sitting in one of his restaurants and he would take a quarterly meeting with me and I would, and he said, Mike, you know, every guest that walks into your restaurant is a relationship waiting to happen. And if you don't take the opportunity, somebody else is going to. And what that says to me is, make sure that you, you like, take every opportunity to develop a relationship because the business of business is relationships. And quite frankly, the business of happy living is relationships. That's good. Um, yeah, that was long winded, but no, I love, I love that. I think, you know, a lot of times people look for opportunities. They want things to change in their life, but they're not, they're scared to put themselves out there. Like when you put energy out into the world, typically things start to move in the right direction. And I, I truly believe energy creates opportunities. So when you can, you know, get to that mindset. And I also love what you said about, you know, the little things in life, like people, I think, take that for granted. Like the fact that you spoke to each and every person when you didn't have to do that. I mean, obviously it, it's a great form of leadership, but you didn't have to do that. And I think building those little things with a genuine heart posture can go so much further than anything else. One other thing that I would add to that, which has also been a super tool for me is if it's uncomfortable for you to connect with people, or if you're looking to find ways to better connect with people, practice telling one person a day how awesome they are. That's pretty cool. One person a day, just someone that you wouldn't necessarily tell is awesome, but someone that you work with, someone in your family, a friend, just, you know, I just want to tell you, you're, you're awesome. And I appreciate you. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. That's good, man. That's, that's really good. I love that. I think that's, that's the key to anything, man, is, is taking baby steps, getting out of your comfort zone and seeing how that, that builds confidence and, and, uh, and obviously doing it with the right heart posture, man. I think, I think there's such a big need for that in this world right now where, where there's so many, there's so much opportunity for people to love each other and for people to go out of their way and just do something for somebody else and serve them, you know, serve someone else instead of always trying to point the, the everything back on themselves. And I, I love that. I think that's a great gesture. That's cool. good stuff. The last thing, man, I want to be sensitive to your time. The last thing I'd love to hit on before we really wrap this up, Creatures of Habit, incredible brand. You've really, you've kind of broken it down, your motivation to start it, you know, what it looks like. There, It's so much more than, than the products that you sell. It's so much more than what you're, you know, what you're putting out there, how you're creating revenue. Like talk to me about the actual implication of habits in your life and your current setup of your habits and how that really makes a big impact on everything you do. Habits are everything. The good ones, the bad ones. They are absolutely everything. They are, they are what defines you as a human being. You might not think of the things that you do consistently as habits, but they are. They will either make you or break you. I've lived on both sides of the street. For the last 17 years, my habits, I've replaced my bad habits with great ones. And I'm not perfect. However, I know that I am my habits. And every single day, I wake up with an opportunity to live the best version of myself. We all have that opportunity. We all can change. Mm -hmm. 
we also all don't have to live every day the way we think other people want us to live. You have a decision. The actually only thing that you can, we can control is how we respond to life, right? What we, what we put into our bodies, how we move our bodies, how we start our day are small areas that we do have control over. And I wanted to put a business out there that would harness my belief in people's ability to change because I am a changed human. Mm. I was a drug addicted criminal that cared only about myself, that hated family and wanted nothing to do with really anything positive, genuinely. Mm. I am a completely, the only thing that is the same about me from what, from the, those days is a few shitty tattoos. <laughs> Everything else is different. And so this business creatures of habit is my life work mission and passion to be able to say all we have to do is get back up failure is only accomplished when we truly throw in the towel as long as you get back up 100%. you have not failed that's good creatures of habit is my way of saying you can change and if you're already on the path, man, well, we've got some great tools to help enhance that and optimize. Creatures of Habit is, is, is what I was born to do. I, I love helping people. I love giving people inspiration to feel that they have what it takes because I know they do because I'm not a unique person. I'm not a snowflake. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, and I, I went from like the depths to happily married with two beautiful sons that I love more than anything in the world. And they love me back as much, if not more. My wife loves me. We have a healthy marriage. We communicate regularly. You know, I have opened, launched, run, exited from a number of businesses successfully. I've competed in Muay Thai kickboxing, run multiple marathons, and I'm a professional bodybuilder. Like who the fucking, no way, dude, no way, no way. You take a picture of my life at 23 and where I am today. And you try to tell somebody that that's the same guy. People would put a million dollars on that not being true mm. with their eyes closed. I'm telling you that. And I'm not saying it out of a, uh, grandiose place. I'm saying it out of a gratitude place. I am so blessed and grateful and lucky to have learned that change is possible and happiness is totally, totally attainable 85% of the time. And when it, when I'm having a bad day, 
I, I also have the self-awareness now to know that a bad day is a bad day. It's not a bad week. It's not a bad month. And it's most definitely not a bad life. Learn to love the heart and the hurt. You know what I mean? Like that's because that, that shit is there. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Fear is something we should face. Fear is something we should run towards. And Creatures of Habit is really a brand that I launched that sells awesome products, but really has a mission of you can live the best version of yourself on a daily basis. I can't promise you for the rest of your life, but who can promise you for the rest of your life? I can give you a list of things that you can do on a daily basis that will give you the greatest chance of making better decisions mm. so that you can live the best version of yourself. And uh, man, I wish I, that was a good, that was a good run. <laughs> that was a good one, man. Golly. That's my favorite flavor too, by the way. We'll plug that one for sure. That's the one I had this morning. That's my jam, man. That's all it. day. Michael, dude, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for just the time of jumping on this podcast, but also what you do in the world and the energy you put out. That means a lot, man. And I just want you to know that um, it's really making a big impact. It's definitely made an impact on me. And, and I just want to encourage you to keep going. Like I know you will, man. Thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you. And, uh, and, and feelings are very, very mutual. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed that episode with Michael and found so much value in all the wisdom that he brought to the conversation. If you love the AIM podcast, I ask that you kindly leave us a rating and review and share this with a friend, someone that you think is awesome, just like Michael said. We'd love to continue to grow this AIM community and help more people get after it with this awesome mindset. Let's get after it this week and let's crush it. As always, let's keep ambition in mind.